Fresh Catch with David Dean Dave Brown. There is an enemy in the technological airwaves that somehow wants to keep, I can't wait for this podcast to get started because, because clearly there are forces working against us right now. And it's in the world of Zoom technology. It is. And, and you can't be near your grandchildren, but I'm guessing one of those children under the age of five could probably have had this thing up and running in a matter of seconds. <laughs> it, it, it took me nine minutes to log on, and your face never appeared on the screen. I kept thinking, if we had a toddler here, boom, this thing's done. <laughs> and I wanted—I I just wanted to, to commend you because I, I want you to not be too, too discouraged that it's taken you that long because you did text me like, I'm here. Where are you? <laughs> This is this is Zoom, right? We're doing Zoom. I'm on a Zoom, and it's not I like just, there's a hundred thousand million Zoom people right now. You got to find out what your rumor. I I saw my face on the screen. I thought, well, magically he's just going to somehow appear, <laughs> and we start a conversation. If not, do I talk to myself for thirty minutes and forward that to you, and then you interact? Yeah, I, I don't know. Interact. <laughs> and then when we did find each other, uh, I've got some sort of beautiful echo kickback where I can hear myself in, in stereo. You're, you're fine on your end, but I'm hearing it okay. twice and I'm go, you know. And so uh, like the, the Luddites that we are, we, don't, we just <laughs> shake our fist. Hey, Zoom, you're going to work. <laughs> I mean, you tell me about your, yeah, about your dad in the way. <laughs> I become my dad. Yeah. Well, I I pull the screen up. I just keep waiting for your, no face. So I just assume that when you type in Zoom, boom, the person you want to talk to shows up. My dad does that. He'll call me on his cell phone. Hey, I need to talk to you. Call me. <laughs> so not only does he hang up, but he shuts the power off. <laughs> so consequently, I'm not able to call him. So he'll see me later and give me grief. Hey, you didn't call me. No, I, I did call you. But you shut the power off. Well, it cost me money. No, it, it does not. It does not cost you any more money. Well, Bub, you're I'm running power. I said, no, you're not. It's not. It's not so something. It's, it's a big drain. I need a generator not, for my cell phone. It's not, it's not a refrigerator. It, it eats its own battery. You don't have to. But, you know, he's this, this cheap guy that, you know, I'm not going to leave anything plugged in. And you walk around the house at night. It's dark. You can't find him. And uh, this happened one time. He came home from a trip. He's, uh, my mom's been gone a few years, so he's kind of on his own. But, but he calls me from the airport. I'm at baggage claim. Come pick me up. Hangs up and shuts the power off. Dave, I drove around for 20 minutes looking for the guy. He went back into the restaurant. He went back to the dining area, met a friend, friend meaning somebody he'd never met before. <laughs> <laughs> and begins pouring out his life to a complete stranger who's probably trying to catch a flight, but they thought, hey, this guy, this guy's got one foot in the grave. I'm going to spend some time with him. <laughs> so I, I had to physically grab his arm and say, I've been waiting for you. Where have you been? And pull him off to the curb. <laughs> <laughs> 
So he turns on his phone in order to send you a message or call you, but then he's going to turn it off just to save juice, to save energy. <laughs> hey, you just went uh, dark, man. Did you turn? Did you accidentally hit your video button? And maybe you're mute too. Yes, you are. You, you're, you're. <laughs> this is. This feels like it's technology paying me back right now. It's Zoom saying, okay, hey, you're going to make fun of Zoom. I'm going to give it to you. But right now, brother, you are on mute and your camera is not working, but I see your name. It's David Dean. It's in lights. And I'm going to stall for a second, but I can't stall very long, man. So come on, join me. This is, uh, this feels like you're you're yanking me around a little bit. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to pause until I see you join me. Now we're re-engaging and you're going to confess you have no idea what you did. And uh, am I, am I detecting a hint of shame right now? Is shame the right word? Did you ever see, did you ever see uh, The Shining, Jack Nicholson? Yeah, it's a scary movie. He and his family are secluded in a cabin, and he's the caretaker. And as time goes on and the seclusion becomes thicker and thicker, he, he slowly starts to lose his mind, and cabin fever becomes a, a term ingrained in our, you know, consciousness. I, I'm catching myself feeling more and more like Jack Nicholson. I'm not going to cause harm to my wife or family, but every day I catch myself slowly losing some of my faculties. <laughs> do, so do you know, did your hands actually touch something? Is that why you went, you know, all of a sudden, I mean, I, I tried to stall for a second. I thought, oh, he's just, he's just gone dark screen, but then I realized also that your audio wasn't on. And so it doesn't matter to our listeners if, if I can see you or not, but when I can't. Why, why do I feel, why do I feel right now like a, like a toddler that may or may not have stolen a cookie and pop is wanting to know, what did you touch? This I, is, they, this I'm, is a really, yeah, this feels like an important moment for our listeners because, um, I'm guessing people, they feel blamed when they do things like this that are their fault that they didn't but but when you don't know what you did and that's where you are right now you you just don't feel like it's a it's fair to be blamed i don't know what i did so all i'm just without asking anything else i just want to know did your hands somehow touch the computer in any way that's enough that's enough. It, it may have been my it may have been my dad's spirit cursing me for making fun of him <laughs> for turning off his cell phone because I may or may not have inadvertently touched a button. So in, in YFC campus life terms, this is called turning the corner just a tad. If I do something wrong and I don't realize it's bad, is it inherently bad? Or is sin still sin without so your awareness is the factor that you're talking about. If I'm not aware, is it really okay. wrong? Is it wrong? Right. 
Uh, I was just reading in Leviticus, and I'd like to quote that for our readers. If No, I won't. <laughs> Has there ever been a podcast that succeeded when you're going, I was reading in Leviticus. Let me draw you into this. Uh, but, you know, I was inspired by something I read in Numbers <laughs> yesterday. Let me just go 14. Uh, yeah, this, I, it was, there was a technicalist. There was a sense that, you know, there was a, a specific thing. If this person sins and does not know it, I go, oh, okay. So there's a category. Well, that's, that's the whole time I'm, I'm, I'm thinking when you're asking me that. Hmm. I'm not sure what I did wrong. I may or may not have hit a button. I don't know. Did I mean for my screen to go blank? Did I expect you to pop out to that screen? Yes. But did I mean for it to? It's... I'm afraid to touch anything. It's well. Keep your hands just so I can see them, just like this. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll call this the praise zoom. You just gonna have your hands up there and in praise. In praise. Did you? Did you call this the praise zoom? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have our hands always up in the air, but visible to one another in the screen. Then we'll know it's not us. There's something else going on. It's not my fault. <laughs> I did. I mean, I, I, I did it inadvertently, but this, you know, in this world that we live in now, you, you have to, you have to master these, these tools or you're not going to connect with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and there are people who are so far down the road compared to me and they know exactly, I'll oh, do this or, you know, but there isn't always, there seems like there's always a go-to uh, when all else fails, just, turn everything off and reboot. And then then that's my only, okay. That's my only solution for the most, I look and go, okay, this isn't on, this isn't on. I just have to reboot. And then it's just, and I don't understand why that works. I just somehow imagine that there's just like, it's like a pipe that gets cluttered and uh, you just have to rotor rooter the thing. And (laughs) you and I have talked about this. We're at a stage in life. I really don't need all the, the details and all the, the how-to. Here's $10. Could you do it for me? I'll pay yep. you. Yep. Yep. I went yep. through uh, Best Buy a couple of days ago. I did some things for a microphone for our podcast, and I read these story times at night. And so you have to pull into the drive-thru uh, like you're ordering uh, a meal. Okay. They come up to you with masks and hazmat suits and everything. <laughs> so Betsy's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. She says, go ahead and tell the guy what you want. And so I wrote on the window and he's the surgical mask. When we pulled up, it was like instantly I had amnesia. I knew what I wanted all the way to Fort Wayne. But when that window went down and he looked me in the eye, I just started rambling words about book, podcast, Facebook, computer, yeah, what do you need, sir? But uh, it's a, it's um, you talk, you you hold a book. It, I read. It's and Betsy says he wants a microphone. <laughs> Just being Betsy. near Best Buy caused panic. Yeah, do you think it was the mask that made you nervous? It somehow, you know, because we spent our lifetime thinking if people wear masks, that they're bad guys, they're bandits. Yes, and, and I felt more comfortable if I had been able to walk around the store at my own pace, my own leisure, hold a box, look at it, put it down. But when you come out and ask the guy a technical question, 
<laughs> I just couldn't get the words out. <laughs> froze up. Now I just okay. I started rambling. So um, let's talk a little bit about the conversation with Saint Betsy on the way home. Then on that, did, did she? How did she handle that? Did she debrief it with you? I'm, I'm now I'm fishing for the blame quotient again, because right something happened. You don't know why you didn't intentionally do it, but you know it wasn't anybody else's mouth but yours. So do you blame? Do you feel blame? Yeah, and and the kicker is from our house to nearest Best Buy is about twenty five minutes, so I had a little time to chew on what I needed and what I was looking for. I rehearsed it with her, kind of like a skit, you know, a routine. Here's what I'm looking for: a microphone, an external, maybe a clip-on microphone, all these words. But when I got in front of the audience, you froze. I just started, I just started yelling incoherent sentences. Facebook, I do um, <laughs> comedy. It's, it's a, my friend Dave Ron. He, I talk, and <laughs> and she kind of put her head on my shoulder, like, "Hey, my little special friend here can't get it out." He'd like to have a microphone. <laughs> I, I hope, I actually think that you're being vulnerable and transparent right now is going to be a real encouragement to many listeners because you're a professional. You, that you make, you've made Used your to be. living in front of Used the to. audience. <laughs> apparently, now, apparently, now I volunteer this, by reading books. This, this pandemic has so totally stripped you of your confidence. You, oh, you're, you, I forgot what it's like to be in front of an audience, and so this one guy right now, who's an audience, I, uh, it's my crowd. It's my, and I can't see his mouth. Yeah, my goodness. <laughs> Oh. So yeah, on the way home, she she did kind of question a little bit. Hey, you, you froze up there, or <laughs> what, what were you thinking? I said, I don't, I don't know. I just it's cabin fever, you know. Uh, I'm just so used to wandering around the house empty. She works all day, bless her heart, and she comes home, and I call her CSI because if anything's out of place or a little out of the ordinary, like you did to me earlier, she called me out. She does. <laughs> hey, the salt. The salt and pepper shakers move over to the west side of the table. What happened? Well, I had a meal. Okay, I, I, used, I used salt and pepper and I removed it. Are you kidding me? Oh, so there's a little food. There's some crumbs here in the chair. Yeah, I ate my lunch watching TV and a couple crumbs fell off there. Is that bad? Well, listen, I noticed that when, you know, so we don't have control out there. So we're going to control as many little things as we can, right? We talked Thank a little you. bit about this in the past. We just, you know, this control, this little thing. And here's something that you didn't care about controlling, where the salt and pepper was. But, you know, Betsy was just like, this, this, is, the, this is the order of my life here that I have yes. some control over. So I affectionately call her CSI because she's always trying to investigate some crime I've committed in the house. Crime, i.e., move salt and pepper shake. Yes. And, and that's where, again, we're just, we're circling around this notion of shame and blame a lot right now. So I, Susie yes. had an experience this week that, and it's hard for any of us to, to let go of anything where you've been um, unfairly or un, unjustly blamed, yes. right? So Susie takes a, a bunch of packages down to the post office. You know, she's got her mask on, she's doing the right thing there. 
And whoever is at the post office, this young gal is just hustling through it. She's, she's hurrying a lot. And she calls Susie out about, uh, well, wait a minute, this, is, this isn't the right street for this, this destination of this package. And, and, uh, and, and so she, Susie lets her talk her into a different street. And then she gets home and she looks at the ticket and she goes, oh, no, she sent this to a, she's, she's put a label on this to a different city, an entirely different city. She meant, meant it to oh, go no. to one place, not the other. So Susie goes back down there, just wanting to get this thing fixed. But I'm telling you, the, I don't know if the postal worker was having a bad day or not, but she was just like, you know, it's your fault. It's your, well, what the lady did was, was misread the, the zip code, never Yes. And never so the zip code took her to a different city, and she believed that the different city had a different road, and so she was correcting Susie about the road without ever talking about the fact that, by the way, it's Hudsonville, not Holton. And right, if she decided that, and so Susie's going in her mind, she can't get her get it around the idea that this lady just won't own it. She just won't own that that. It was just simply you misread the zip code. That's it. And we could have, and if you had said out loud what city, we would have fixed this. But you didn't, and I didn't, and, that, and so we just. But now it's like, and then this lady's back there. She's working with somebody else now. But the lady's back there, just muttering under her breath, like, I, I, you know, <laughs> customers come in, blame me for this, blah blah blah. And so right. she think, she's thinking this same thing, and they're going, oh, I, I'm guessing. Both of them had a bad day for a while anyway, because they felt unjustly sort of accused on something. And, and those of you listeners that don't know uh, Susie, her personality is very similar to my wife. Pretty, pretty calm, level-headed, yep. Yep. pragmatic. Let's think this out before I blurt something stupid. That's right. I can't imagine Susie going off or, or losing her cool in that situation, just simply like, hey, let's clarify this. Yeah, you were off. Yeah, even a even a sense of shared thing. But when Susie could hear her blame Susie, that's where I mean. Listen, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, listen, you I, I look around, I just looked over my shoulder. You know, you know how you know how it's safe, when, little buddy. It's safe, little buddy. Go ahead, tell daddy. When you when something like that infuriates you oh yeah you don't just repeat that story once i felt like i had to hear it three times four times i'm going this is like it turned into sort of therapy and i had to say maybe not so gently this is on me honey you said that again you you already said that if you keep repeating something awful that happened to you if you tell the same story the more you tell it the better you feel that's right. That's it's part of the catharsis. I think you're right. I think you're right. What made me laugh is my wife is gone, so I'm able to speak freely. But before you told the story, you could look over your shoulder and make sure she's not within earshot. I, it won't. It won't help. It won't help. Susie. Susie doesn't listen to all of these, but my daughter does. She'll get it back. It'll get kicked back to her. But I mean the the whole confinement thing. Yeah. I mean, God bless, and we've talked about this before, but God bless the parents who are raising toddlers and teens. Yeah. And you're just you're just 
it's a it can home can turn into a prison. I mean, yes. if you don't find ways to, I, I read somebody posted ideas for this at this time of lockup. Uh, uh, they had like little things that they did every day. Uh, fresh air every day. We don't turn the TV on until six p.m. Otherwise, you're just you're a couch potato, and, yeah. and you eat foods at certain times, and you really have to create some sort of a schedule and stick mm-hmm. to it. Otherwise. Boy, I, I could I could turn into a sloth, which I already have. Uh, but well, it's easy to lose that. There's a, I mean, we've been checking in with with uh, youth for Christ staff all around the country. You know, I've, uh, the team's sort of gone out and tried to see how people are doing and dropped in on team meetings and things like that. And I here's a word that hits me. I mean, it's two of them actually. There's there's a heroic side because they're trying to do ministry they're trying to connect to kids who are equally kind of in home lockup right um but they're weary that's the word weary is the word and uh, there's something about weariness in fact i had a, a, a friend edwin chow up in uh fort wayne who runs a campus life there in homestead and Edwin does a, a weekly prayer note. And I, I noticed that he was describing his own weariness. And it hit me that at the moment that I recognize that I'm weary, I do have a choice. I have a choice to what to do with that weariness. And um, I think Jesus has a really wonderful invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary. That's what he says. All you who are weary, you're carrying too many burdens. I will give you rest. Let me teach you and show you my way. It's a different way. And listen, it'll be lighter than what you're carrying. So you're weary. That's your condition. Turn to me. Come to me. Mm. But the other possibility is I'm weary. Gosh, what are the five tips I saw on Facebook about how to deal with weariness? Or what, what's my, what's my go-to? Hey, I know what I need to do. I'm weary. I just need to walk around a little bit. I need, I need to shake myself up. I need to go grab a little alcohol, I, whatever, I, you know, you have a, a self-help pattern for weariness. And I'm yeah. just guessing those are short-term fixes. I mean, Jesus is actually wants to teach us a way of living that actually is built to accommodate inevitable weariness. And I think that's a, it's a, and, and for what it's worth, I am never weary of you. You know what? <clears throat> that makes me feel good. Good. Because about two minutes into this podcast, I got a bit weary with you. I'm just going to be. <laughs> do you think one of the first things you have to do <laughs> is admit weariness to your spouse and to God? You just yeah. have to just say, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm yeah. just, I'm so tired. I, you know, I, and then let me just be really vulnerable here. If you're weary with me, I'm okay with that. If you just talk to Jesus about it, if you just say, Jesus, I am weary with Dave right now. What would you like me to do? I'm, that's all I want. I just don't want you to be weary with me and then hold on to it and nurture it through an entire podcast. Cause now I feel like I've just been, I just been violated in some way. I, I think the, the only other object that, that causes me more weariness would be that this laptop and this technology that we're working with i would like to lift that up to god or throw it out into the street either way 
Either way, that would be that'd be a great catharsis right there. Either way, it has to move off of the desk into into the air a little bit, and now we're back to your hands lifting them up. That that, that hand lifting. That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh man! What do you miss most about the old world? What do I miss most about it? I, I call it the old world. <laughs> world bc before coronavirus yeah um i i miss a, a good meal or coffee meeting with somebody yeah no those were those were always when and i work mostly for my home anyway so that, that part's sort of normal but i would i could you know i could break and get out to a, a local restaurant and and meet with some friends and a couple of my pastors or some of that, Roger Bazo, Tom Clooney, people that you might know that I've I'd gone and just connected with. And I'm, I just, those uh, interrupt the day and interrupt the week. And those are, I miss those a lot. Yeah, I do too. I, I would give, uh, I'd give my left arm to sit in a movie theater and watch a movie right now. Oh, you know, and it's not because, you, I mean, uh, you're probably watching a lot of movies at home, but yeah, it's not the same, is yeah. it? No, it's not. And I felt bad for saying that because your your answer was more insightful and relational and spiritual. And mine sounded a bit a bit selfish, a little more shallow. Well, as soon as you said yours, I thought, oh, yeah, that's mine, too. It might be number one for me. <laughs> just, just so you know, that's one of the reasons we do this stuff. Hey, we're running out of time. It's hard to keep track of time since we had too many false starts with technology. But I think oh, we're running out of time. Gosh. So... Let's see, let's see if we can just get on the front side of the technology next week on behalf of everybody, really, especially yes. the weariness that you have in your heart towards me. Yeah, and if you have any children, uh, five or six-year-old that will be an engineer for, for a couple old guys, we'll, we'll hire you. <laughs> exactly. All right. Love you, brother. Love you too, Fred. Take care. All right.